Welcome to the Vetiver Vibes podcast. We're your hosts, Nikki, Rachel, and Rhonda, certified clinical aromatherapists coming to you from Ontario, Canada, and on the internet everywhere. This episode is brought to you by Accentria, a leading online school for aromatherapy. Accentria is your go-to source for clinical aromatherapy certification programs that are recognized by NAHA and the Canadian Federation of Aromatherapists. If you want to learn more about Aroma Massage Course, check out their website, www.schoolofaccentria.com. We're excited that you've given your time to be here with us, knowing you'll get the best essential oil scoop. Welcome to this week's episode of Vetiver Vibes. I'm Rachel Dean, and I'm here interviewing Nikki Frazier for our final part in our four-part series on blending. In this series, we've been going over the difference between acute, chronic, subtle, and now we're going to chat about perfume blending. This week, part four, we're sharing about how you can blend for perfume. If you haven't listened to part one, two, or three yet, remember to go back and listen to them. So Nikki, what is perfume aromatherapy? Tell us about that. Well, this one is, I mean, all of them go with the name. So it's perfume, right? We're making a blend to just smell nice and pretty, I want to say. Um, but you know, most people have different perfumes, but they want to get away from those toxic perfumes. There's a lot of toxic chemicals and that's what they want to avoid. So they want to find something a lot more natural that isn't going to be full of chemicals. And a lot of people then turn to essential oils because they are nice smelly things. It's, which is how a lot of people start with them. And then they realize all the nice smelly things after, but <laughs> A lot of people, as they are first learning about them, it's like, oh, those are those nice smelly things. And it's like, yes, along with a lot of other things, but they are also those nice smelly things that can act as a perfume if you want. (laughs) So if you're making a perfume blend, are you going to make that the same as you would your other blends? Is that something you're making like in a carrier oil? Do you have different things? Are you making it for, are you trying to like target different things for that person or yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And this is where it really depends on what you're doing. So one way I love to do one thing I love to use when doing perfume blends is hydrosols. And this is more like body mist. And this is where I think a lot of teenagers love to just have body mist, uh, tweens, that body mist stage. I was talking with my sister-in-law just this morning before we worked out and uh she was talking about how her kids would get in the car in the morning on their way for her to drive them to high school and they've both used the body mist and it's just overwhelming and they're complaining about each other about it being too much and she's like I have like scent sensitivity to all of this crap that you guys use how do you think I feel (laughs) right And that's just it. And like, and that reminds me of when I was in high school, uh, we used to get perfume from, or not perfume, uh, well, makeup from this one place in the mall. What was it? Uh, Clinique. My mom always bought the Clinique makeup. And then they had this one perfume. I don't even remember what the name was called, um, but it was one that my sister and I both loved in high school. And so we would have it and we would spray and then my mom would get instant headaches and she's like, I don't know why you guys have to stop spraying that. And she never, ever wore perfume. And that was the, I was not, I've never been big into perfume, but that was the only one I used handful of times type thing every year yeah. in high school and early twenties. Um, and that was it. Like I was never 
big social person. So I didn't use them often. And then I stopped using them altogether at one point. And then I would, and then I got really sensitive to smells also. And then you get around people and I had my one, I had one best friend. She had like (laughs) so many and it just instant headache, instant headache. So yeah, hydrosols are absolutely amazing where they're not typically going to give someone an instant headache because they're not full of the chemicals. It's the artificial aromas that are causing the headaches. So you can blend um, an orange blossom or a rose hydrolat and just use those. And that like, it's sounds amazing. so lovely. Right? <laughs> Both of those are my favorite. And it's not going to interrupt your endocrine system either, which is an added bonus. Like it's, it's so fantastic. And then, so that's one way of doing it. Another way is you can do a roller bottle, which is super, super easy, or even a solid perfume. So you would just have, um, almost like a chapstick is kind of what it would look like. You can do that with, you know, coconut oil and beeswax and just melt it together, add your essential oils and pour it into your, your container of choice and do that. Uh, you know, both ways are absolutely amazing. It's really depends again, as to how much you're going to use. Perfume is typically very small areas of the body that you're using it. So, you know, behind the ears, maybe a little bit on each wrist, um, maybe a little bit kind of down your cleavage. Some women like to put it there. Yeah. And, uh, and that's about it. So very, very, very small areas on the body they're being used. I'm starting with this and I'm stressing with this because you can go higher than a typical percent. So typically we say two to 5% when you look at our safety dilution guides, um, that is what we would typically use. However, when it comes to perfume, you can go higher. I've seen, you know, as high as 10, some perfume, perf, perfume blenders go as high as 10%. And that's okay. I typically stick to around an 8%. Um, when I am, am looking to blend for perfume, but it really depends on each individual person or even 5% you know, that's okay. Also great that where you can have it as a starting point. And, but again, you're only applying to those very specific areas. The other thing you could do too, is you could use grain alcohol. So that's the 95% proof that you can get from the liquor store. Um, I know here in Ontario, if you go to the LCBO, you need to ask someone to get it for you. They just have it in a locked area and they're more than happy to get it for you and you can use that. And this way it acts as an emulsifier and a preservative at the same time. And then you could use that as a spray. Um, but really like just a roller bottle is typically what I like to do. Now, what about like diffuser necklaces and stuff like that? Do people use those for like a perfume instead? Yeah, I mean, you absolutely could. I find those are typically nicer for mood management um, because they don't really diffuse a whole lot. Like you have to really be, I find like when I have it on my necklace or on my, on my necklace or on my bracelet, I have to put it up to my nose to really, really get the scent of it. So I don't find that it would kind of, I don't know when I apply it to the skin because my skin is warm it then helps heats it up a little bit more and it helps, you know, that natural aroundness of where I can smell it more. But Good. yeah. 
And then the other thing I always like to say too is, you know, go with what you like as your aroma, right? So if you're a woodsy kind of person, go for your woodsy oils. If you're a flower kind of person, go for your florals. Um, Citrus. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would be me. Absolutely. <laughs> That's my perfume for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And those make amazing. Um, but again, you know, and citrus makes me think, always remember to check out your safety. Don't go above max safety, right? That doesn't matter what we're, we're saying to safety you. Safety go... for phototoxicity. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was getting to. So <laughs> individual uh, oil max dilutions, those do not change ever. And then, you know, citrus oils, some of them can be phototoxic. So if, you know, like lemon, as long as you stay under the 2%, then it's not phototoxic. So stay under the 2% um, yeah. or avoid it all to, or like bergamot, which is absolutely beautiful. However, it has a very low percent at 0.4. So just take that into consideration when you are blending because you don't want to have a reaction to the essential oils you're using either. That's not going no, to be fun. Those are not fun, especially because you put them on your, like your your pulse points and stuff on the mm -hmm. back of your neck and things like that. And then you get these like big brown welts or burns or that kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. I think we have a whole episode about photo um, yes. sensitive oils, so we can definitely uh, we'll link to that as well. Cause especially as we're headed into the summer months, it's important to yes. make sure we don't forget about that. Absolutely. So, um, and is there anything else you can think of that we should chat about for perfume specifically? Yeah. So this is also where essential oils have different notes and the notes actually are for perfume. So if you look at base notes, middle notes, top notes, your top notes are going to be what you smell first when you make a perfume. Yep. So those are going to be your citrus oils. Your middle notes are going to be kind of, so once that, you know, you have a citrus, it kind of, you, it hits your nose first. And then after that, the min notes come in or the heart notes. And that's going to be lingering just a little under the surface. And then you have your base notes, which is what is going to last the longest. And that's going to kind of draw that perfume, the aroma, the longest out. Um, and those are typically your woods, um, things like that. So, I mean, each oil, it's easy to find what notes each different oil is. You can look them up, but uh, we teach about it in our course what each oil is for different notes and yeah that's a really fun way to blend for perfume too if you want to have one of each you don't need to uh you can definitely have all top it's just the scent won't last the longest when you're using it for perfume um looking for some of those base notes to really help ground those notes together are really really helpful yeah for sure i find that my perfumes and stuff when I'm wearing them they're mostly citrus based so um I would have to apply like kind of more regularly um and I'd mentioned the diffuser necklaces and stuff too because I I think I probably use them kind of in in tan like together mm -hmm. um so that if, if this overall scent can kind of last longer that way so absolutely um yeah yeah is there anything else you can think of that we should be making sure we're covering for perfumes. I don't think so. Again, just have fun, right? Whatever you're drawn to, have that. Um, maybe try a different perfume and see how that goes. You never know. 
different aromas, see which your yeah, you can get little perfume sprays as well too mm-hmm. that you can make. So like if you want to actually like put your perfume on like a spray like mm-hmm. you're used to, then you can also make get those and make those as well. So yeah, just make sure when you're using the oils, right? If it's at a higher percent, you don't spray too much because you really want to keep it to those if you're using above the typical. Of course. So, yeah. Of course. But yeah, well, otherwise just sense, so. have fun. I mean, this is our last episode of our four-part series. So I hope it was helpful. And you know, I think we've had it consistently through every episode of have fun with your oils. Like reach for the oils you don't typically reach for and and just start blending, start formulating. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's the, the, the key, I think, with everything aromatherapy is to just like have fun. You know, if you get too serious about it, then you're probably not going to be enjoying yourself as an aromatherapist or as somebody who's using oils. So, you know, use them safely, but make sure you're having a good time while you're doing it. Um, Because I find that that's part of the joy of using essential oils and aromatherapy is just the the lightheartedness and um, happiness that they can bring to you just by helping somebody else and helping yourself and your family with, by using them. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, and when it comes to, um, perfume or pure fume, as some people like to call it when using essential oils, um, the carrot oil isn't as big of a deal. Some people prefer the fractionated coconut oil because it doesn't have its own aroma and lasts a long time because a lot of times the perfume can last quite a while because you're using it such like, um, small amounts at a time. So, but that you're not looking for the therapeutic benefits of the carrier oil in these situations. So any carrier yeah. oil that you, you like, you know, that just use those. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much. It's been a joy to interview you, Nikki, for these four um, blending episodes where we chatted about chronic acute and subtle and now perfume blending so if you haven't listened to the other ones please make sure you go back and listen to all of them because i think that you'll pick up something in each episode and thank you so much for tuning into vetiver vibes we will see you next week bye this episode was brought to you by essentia a leading online aromatherapy school. You can join the free introduction to essential oil course at www.schoolofessentria.com. If you love this episode or you got a lot of value out of it, please make sure you share it with someone in your community who you think will enjoy it too. If you haven't already subscribed or reviewed the show yet, please go over to your preferred streaming platform and hit subscribe, then leave a review. This is the best way to help support us and we appreciate it. Email us with a screenshot of your review and you will be entered into our monthly draw for a free mini course. This podcast is for information purposes only. We are certified clinical aromatherapists and holistic health professionals. If you have a medication concern, please refer to your health team. Everyone's health is unique to themselves, so the topics and suggestions stated may or may not apply to you directly.